0: So welcome everyone today to Psalms through the eyes of the Living Letters, and today we're we're, we're still in Psalm 119, and we're going to be uh, looking at Psalm 119 verses 41 through 48. Now, just as a reminder for those of you that are new, and this may be the first video that you've watched of us, or you're here in the classroom with us um, as we go through this live. Uh, that the Psalm 119 is a beautiful psalm in that it takes all of the 22 Hebrew living letters and it breaks them down into eight verses each. Now, from a Hebraic perspective, they're called the eight facets. And so each sentence within those eight verses that that speak of each Hebrew living letter are a different facet, if you will, of what that letter is talking about. And so in other words, it's a it's a perspective of I like to say a perspective of their personality in in a sense because well, not in a sense because they're living beings and they they have they do have an expression just like we have an expression and we have facets of who we are. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son and, and so on. I'm a friend. So, the uh, this is what we're going through right now. And the living letter that we're going to be going over today is the living letter Vav. And it begins with Psalm 119, verse 41. And uh, now, Vav, in, in the, from the Hebraic perspective, and from, if you will, one of the most literal meanings of the living letter Vav, talks about a peg or a nail. And so, if you think about Yeshua, who died on the cross— it was the nails that pegged him to the cross. And and so this Vav speaks of this place where it uh, it really is talking about how Yeshua took on the sins of the world. He took on our sin, and he bore that sin and so that we could stand in that place of, of righteousness. But it means more than that. See, Vav also refers to a tent peg, and it talks about where if you place a tent peg down into a ground— Part of it is underground, part of it is above the earth. And so if you will, in the air part of the earth. Well, that's the part that if I'm wanting to put up a tent that and I want that tent to, to have some stability and not be blown away, then I would put these tent pegs in the ground to allow uh, a firm foundation and to really be able to, to to hold it in place if the wind begins to blow. And that upper part of the peg is where I would tie off that rope to hold it in place. So when I look at it from that perspective, even that's a, even though that's a very literal way of looking at the living letter Vav, the fact that part of it is below the earth and part of it is above the earth begins to imply a beautiful perspective of what the living letter Vav talks about. You see, one of the other perspectives of the living letter Vav is a heaven and earth connection. And that's the part that I want to talk about today, all right? So in Psalm 119, verse 41, it says this, May your kindness come to me, O God, your salvation according to your word. And over the last few days, I've really been spending uh, a lot of time in looking at this, because I, as I was looking through Psalm 119, verses 41 through 48, I began to see some key words that have been jumping out at us a lot over the last uh over the last little bit. And the first one that really that really spoke to me and it says I was looking through this, it comes right there in uh, in verse 41. And the Hebrew word for salvation is teshua techa. Teshua techa. And in now the ha on the end means your so it's a suffix that says your salvation so we're talking about the salvation of the father and the, the hebrew word that we're talking about is the teshuat now if we break that even down further even the tavs are are actually uh, prefixes here and the, the root word is shua but when we hear the word teshua it sounds very, very similar to another Hebrew word that some of you that have been in the circles and have heard some of these Hebrew terms may may recognize. And that's the Hebrew word teshuva. Teshuva. Now, teshuva is what we would normally translate
1: as repentance. But, sorry, y'all, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second, y'all. I've just, uh, the Holy Spirit is messing with me here. Just a second.
0: Messing with me just a sec, just just a moment, I, and I want to make sure I want to make sure something as I go. So teshuva, and it's usually it's usually a, a, a time where during Yom Kippur uh, or right about the time of Yom Kippur and the days of atonement that that Israel walks through this place of teshuva. But teshuva means more than just repentance. It actually means to return and when we begin to see salvation from that perspective we begin to realize where we came from are you following me and so when we talk about teshua talking about salvation the the father made a plan and a place where we could return to shuvah back to him. And you see, I love, I love this because with this Hebrew word uh Teshuva, the difference in the two letters, the two, two Hebrew words, teshuva meaning salvation, and Teshuva meaning repentance, is the living letter bait. You see, bait in Hebrew has two sounds. It can have a sound or a sound. And so in this case, the living letter bait has the buh sound. And to me, that's a beautiful picture of us being in the house with the Father. Now, I know I'm getting a little bit deep fairly early on tonight, So today. So follow me through, through this, because... Because uh, today is going to be more of a teaching perspective. Sometimes we take a look at different things. And sometimes the Father takes me through a very uh, specific teaching with regards to that, uh, regards to this word. And, uh, uh, and today is one of those days. But when I see the living letter bait, I think about that, that Yeshua would say, said when he was here on the earth. He said this. He said, I go and prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. But if I go to prepare a place for you, that that basically you can be with me and I can be with you. And so he's talking about this place of being in the house. in my father's house are many mansions or many rooms, or, if you will, many houses, many places of this place where you and I can connect together. and and and, and so this word salvation here is speaking of that place of, I have made this available my house is here. Please walk in, walk in, come into the house, come into this place where you and I can commune together. So come to me is what it says in, uh,
1: Psalm 119. Whoops.
0: Sorry about that. <laughs> Today's one well, the uh, today, this is going to be good. I know it is because, uh, all right, here we go. May your kindness come to me. That word kindness there is the Hebrew word chesed. Chesed is the Hebrew word for grace or mercy. And uh, it so is may your kindness come to me, O God, and your salvation, this place that you've created for me, according to your word. Verse 42, I shall offer a response to those who scorn me, for I have trusted in your word. Now, There's been been two Hebrew words that Father has messed with me a lot about lately. And those two words are trust and confidence. And I love this because when you look at this sentence, I shall offer a response to those who scorn me. The Hebrew word for the response there is the Hebrew word devar. Now, devar is the Hebrew word for word. And so what it's saying is here, I will offer a word in return to those who scorn me. But Devar is not is not talking about just a, you know because of course, if we think about that, we're thinking about this place where well, there's some words that wouldn't be so nice that we could return back to someone who's scorning us. but but this word has has the bait once again in the center of it. And so the word that we speak is really from that place, of our relationship with the Father, and so when I offer that response to those who scorn me, I'm offering the Word of the Lord back to them in the midst of of that place. Now, I love that because it can be it can be more than sometimes just a word. It could be an action. It could be a smile. It could be any kind of response where the the that we that we the, we're standing in this place where. We're standing in this place where we know we are in him and the scorning of those that are around us don't affect us. For I have trusted in your word. That uh, Hebrew word there is the Hebrew word in the original language, betachti, betachti. And When I when I look at that particular Hebrew word, I'm really I'm really stirred up because this is saying for I have trusted and 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 so. But the Hebrew word that's actually hidden there is the Hebrew word that is normally translated as confidence. So I want to stop and think about this for just a minute, because. When we talk about this living letter, Vav, we're talking about a heaven and earth connection. So I want you guys to, to kind of focus on this place of, if you will, being embedded into the heart of the Father. I've given you this story before in this class and some of the earlier ones, but I want to bring it back up again because it's, it's, it's uh, vital to the understanding of what I'm talking about here. But I remember one day when the father asked me to step into his heart. And uh, as I stepped into his heart, I stood in the very center of his heart and I looked down at my feet or where my feet should have been. And I couldn't see my feet. I could see my ankles, but I couldn't actually see my feet themselves. And I kind of looked at the father and I said, father, why are my feet embedded into the very, if you will, Metaphorically speaking, the flesh of your heart. Why are they embedded in this place? And I went back to back when I was a kid. He took me back to a story when I used to hear the, the story, the old story about don't build your house on the sand, build your house upon the rock. Y'all remember that story? And we used to even sing a little song about it in the in the church that I grew up in, you know, talking about uh build your house upon the sand and da-da-da-da. I don't remember the the words or remember the tune at all now, but because it's been so long ago, but I remember thinking about because they were talking about sand and I lived near a beach, of course, my mind immediately went to the beach and the ocean that was coming in. And so I I thought about, well, if the sand and we're, you know, if if we got sand here, then we're at a beach. And I knew that some beaches have rocks as a part of the beach as well. So I always correlated the two as being together at that place of the ocean. But as a small child, I began to begin to ask the question. And sometimes it actually got me in trouble because the teachers didn't know how to respond to the question I was asking. But I got to I got to thinking about it. Well, if I'm standing upon the rock and I'm at the ocean, if a big enough storm comes around then a, a big or a big enough wave comes around. Then that wave could wash up over the top of that rock and knock me off the rock. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm a small child. I'm, I'm not, I'm thinking of this in the most, in the most literal sense possible. And, and so I'd ask the question, well, what if a big wave comes along? Won't it knock me off the rock if I'm standing on the rock? And that was a, that was something that stuck with me for years until the day that I began to Father began to show me about trusting in him. And as he did, he showed me that place one day, and I went back to that rock, and I looked down at the rock, and instead of my feet being on the rock, they were in the rock. And so regardless of whether or not a big enough wave came and hit, yeah, I might be knocked around a little bit because of the of the size of the wave, but I would remain firm where I had been standing. Does that make sense? And so when he took me into the place of his heart, he took me into the place where I looked down at my feet and my feet were in his heart. Now, do you see what I'm saying here about this? In other words, he he showed me this place of being planted fully and completely in him. And so, if I if I look at the Hebrew word, the Hebrew word for trust is betuach, and it actually has a vav that is in that that particular. The u sound is actually the Hebrew letter vav, and uh, and and it speaks of that place of trusting the the Father, you know. But then you ask the question, well, what is trust? How how do you deal with trust? You know, trust can 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 mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people one of the ways that father began to reveal to me about the the depth of trust had to do with this place of stepping or moving in a direction where I didn't necessarily know that my next step was going to be on something firm. I was talking to a good buddy of mine um, a while ago and, and, and I, the father began to give me a picture of this. And, and uh, as, as, as I was looking at it, there was this huge gorge. Uh, So this was, it appeared to be two cliffs, one on one side and one in a great distance on the other side. And in between those was this deep, deep, deep gorge. Now I say it was deep. The truth is, is I didn't know how deep it was because after about a hundred yards or so, there was this mist that covered the bottom part of it. So it could have been that the bottom was right below that hundred yards, or it could have been that there was this this gorge went on into infinity. I, I couldn't tell because even the gorge itself was was clouded off, and there was this bridge that spanned the difference between one side and the other. And on the far side, uh, we saw Yeshua standing on that that far that far uh, cliff on that other side, and he was beckoning for us to come over that bridge. But now I've got to give you a picture of the bridge because it'll make sense because, again, bridges can be a thousand different things, right? So on this bridge, instead of it being like a proper bridge where it was, you know, like where a car could drive across it. No, 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 no. This bridge was very different than that. They were slats of wood that were probably no wider than uh, where I could place one foot in front of the other. You really couldn't fit two feet side by side. They were that, they were that narrow. They were evenly spaced just about the space of a, of a typical pace, of a proper pace of something. So they were, they were relatively close, but still they were, they were suspended on a single rope that was going through the, from one side to the other. Single rope as far as the wood slats were concerned. Now up from that, there were two, they were, there were rope every so often, and then there were two handrails that also went across this huge gorge. But sitting there looking at it, you know, we were sitting there looking at it, and suddenly you could see the wind begin to blow a little bit. And out towards the center of this bridge, you could see it begin to sway and move in the wind. So, I mean, immediately, the, the first thing I think of, especially especially if this was a for real bridge that I was going across, you know, there's there's an element of fear that that becomes, you know, kind of rises up in that place where you're like, ooh, I don't know. This doesn't look like something that can be held that can actually hold me up. So the center beam or the center rope that attached where each step was 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 on that particular center rope that went across that rope was named and it was called faith. The two handrails on either side were trust and confidence. And you see, the Father began to reveal to me this place where as we step out in this place of faith, we have both trust and confidence to hold on to as we make the next step. So the truth is is that we had to overcome this natural fear because the spirit of the fear of the Lord, as Yeshua was speaking from the other side of the of this gorge and calling us and beckoning us to come across that 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 gorge to, to, to use that bridge to do it, the spirit of the fear of the Lord overtook us. Not being afraid to walk on that, although there was an element. there was a there was a part where, you know it looks like the next step will be okay. But the further out that we got on the bridge, then the the more the wind began to blow a little bit. And so now the bridge began to shake a little bit, and and so did we. So, So you had to be very specific about the next step that you took, you know? And so many times it was looking at that place of faith and looking at that next step, but then also looking up into the face of Yeshua as he was beckoning us over, because as we looked into his face, we knew that we could trust that next step, and so we began to walk across this. And I was, I was actually trying to. The, the father was the, the this person that I was talking to was going was going through a very tough situation, and and uh, it was an it was a word that helped to. Uh, that I believe that the, the father was was not only just not only not only for me to help him through this situation, it it was teaching me so much it wasn't it wasn't funny. so the, the the Lord was teaching me at the same time where 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 myself and one other person were walking were walking together and I was telling him, you know I'm here with you. let's let's walk this together. let's join arm to arm. you see the Hebrew word yachad is the Hebrew word that speaks of union or unity or togetherness. And it's that place where where I honor and recognize the father that is in you and you recognize the father that is in me. And we join together and we do this together. When one cries, we all cry. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. This is meant for us to go together. And in the midst of me, and of the the father giving me this opportunity to be able to 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 talk with him i was getting so much out of this and i was so thankful for for this now so we began to walk along the bridge and 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 every day it seemed like it was a new step there was a, there's a there was a point when we got towards the center of the bridge where we began to feel the wind blowing and i remember i remember the father giving me this beautiful description of that he said he said Make that next step. Go that next place. Trust in me. Your faith. Your faith is carrying you along the center rope. Trust and have confidence in me that, that you can get across this. But even if you, the wind blows so hard that it knocks you off of this bridge, this is what I heard the Father, this is what I heard Yeshua say. If it, the wind blows so hard that it knocks you off the bridge, do you trust me? that I can teach you how to fly and land right back on the bridge and continue on the path that I'm taking you on. Because if it does, I will teach you how to fly and land right back on that bridge. And so it builds a confidence inside of both of us that I was like, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You see, in this place of trust Every step that we took, like, say, the first step, we had to trust the Lord in order to take the first step in the first place. Think about it. It had to be in trust. I didn't we didn't know whether or not that bridge was going to be able to hold us or not. So it's kind of like sitting down in a chair. I can look at a chair and, yeah, chair seems to be built in such a way that it should be able to hold hold me and I should be able to sit down in it and 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 be able to 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 sit, to do whatever I need to do at that point. But I have to trust that that chair can do what it was intended to do. Right. How many times have you seen in movies where, where somebody took out the nails of the, and just barely sat it together and someone sat in the chair and it went, right. You know, as, as a joke, but you know, it. So then the, the chair has the appearance of something that can be trusted, but it really can't be trusted. So, that's one thing. That's not the part I'm talking about. I'm talking about this place of the trust where I make the next step and I trust him to make that next step. And so, sure enough, we made the first step, and trust began to rise up inside of us. But every day that I trusted, not only did that now the, with the, with that first step, follow me along here. With that first step, it took trust to to step out onto the step but once we stepped out onto that step confidence began to grow because once the first step was made i knew i could i had made the first step and i could take another step because i fir- i trusted the first one you see what i'm saying and so every step that there was new trust that Father, that we step out on this place of faith, even if I can't see the next board, even if I don't know what the, where the next board is, or even if that board seems to be so rickety that it doesn't—it doesn't seem to be able to to hold me up—I trust You, and the moment that I step on it and I find the firm foundation of my Father on what appeared to be something that was rickety and not able to hold me, you talk about confidence. You talk about confidence being built up on the inside of you, man. Confidence explodes because he's. I stepped out and I saw the 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 the, the voice of my father. I saw the word of my father come true. I saw a response. From the father himself, his word to me that said, I can stand on that. And his word, his word became, I became confident in his word. I became confident in knowing. Mm. I became confident in knowing. Wow. That that, That word knowing there, especially as you look at it from the Hebrew perspective, that word know there means to know something intimately. To know something because why? Because you've experienced it. And so as we've been going with that now, to be honest with you, with that gentleman that I'm talking about, we're still walking across that bridge. We're still in the midst of, of the process of that. But by the spirit, I began to, to meditate on it. And I began to see this place where, where we made it fully. And this is what I told him. I said, when we, when we reach the other side and, and we're standing there with Yeshua and the culmination of this issue has been completely resolved. Have you, have you thought about this in the sense that once you have completed this task and it's done, once you have made it through and you've seen the salvation of your God in the midst of this place, how much faster, and I asked him a question, how much faster do you think you're going to go back across that bridge? If the father calls you to go back across that bridge, probably twice as fast. Why? Because you trusted in the father and you have the utmost in confidence in him. And so it takes half the time the next time. Are you following me? Now, if you're beginning to see a vision of what I'm talking about, you can see this in the place where as the father has, has taught you these things. Yes, he's leading you on this place of, of, of really his wisdom. You're stepping out not only on faith, you're stepping out onto his wisdom. Because the wisdom of the Father is really beyond our ability to know or understand, except as he speaks his word and it becomes manifest to us. So if you will, it's kind of like the wisdom of the Father is unknowable. But when he reveals it to us, it becomes knowable. In other words, we can begin to to work in that place of understanding the wisdom of the Father. Now, the wisdom of man, the wisdom of man relies solely on experience to bring him through something. But how could you ever make it across that bridge the first time if you didn't allow yourself to step out onto the wisdom of the Lord? You trusted him. You trust his word. Are you guys with me? Is this making sense? Okay. So, for I have trusted in your word, is what this says. Do not remove from my mouth the word of utmost truth, because I have yearned for your ordinances. Now, that, that, that statement there where it says, uh, do not remove it's it's not really meaning that in the sense where the father would remove this of uh, remove the the word or remove the the yeah the his word out of out of our mouth. That's not what it's talking about. It's really talking about the place of of and this is what uh, I believe Rashi says. Do not remove. Never let me err in any Torah ruling or any biblical understanding, any Torah ruling, because proper fulfillment of your ordinances is my greatest wish. Now, I know some of you may may ask the question, well, wait a minute, you know, Yeshua came to fulfill the law, and we're no longer held by the law. Okay, fair enough. Yes, that is indeed correct. But in the same breath, I'm going to show you something here in just a few minutes that's going to connect this together. At the same breath, don't I have a choice to then choose to walk in those things that the Father has told me, not because I have to, but because I love Him? Isn't that a choice that I can make to say, Father, I love you so much that I want to take this word that you're showing me and I want to make it a part of who. I am in you and who you are in me. All right, so I'm gonna come back to that in just a minute. So that word do not remove is, don't let me make a mistake, don't let me err in this place of my heart crying out for you. Um, for your utmost truth, the word the word for truth there is emet, aleph, mem, and tav. Emet is a be- beautiful Hebrew word, and I don't really have time to get into that right now, But look at it from the perspective of the first letter Aleph in Aleph Mem Tav for Emet speaks about that truth of the father. Because it's in the first position of of the Aleph is in the first position, it's speaking of that place of this word meaning the truth and the trust of, of God himself, of the father himself, of Adonai, of Yahweh.
1: Do not remove from my mouth
0: the word of utmost truth because I have yearned for your ordinances. I have yearned for your. I'm gonna read this in the t- I know I've got I know I've got this uh Art Scroll series uh up here, but I'm actually gonna read it off of the Tahalim book uh because I like what it says. It's it's it says it a little bit differently. It, the, this, this application that we use in here in the class is actually the same book. But what they did was they changed the uh the order of the sentences to make them flow a little bit better. Uh, because if you look at it from the tahalim the itself, uh, because this is an interlinear type of of book, it's written right to left. And so you have to read the English right to left because is the the Hebrew is the main language here. And so it's it's a little bit hard to get used to because you're you're reading something right to left, but you're reading it left to right at the same time. In other words, the the literal translation is left to right, right below it, but it kind of it kind of go anyway. You'll when you get the Tehillim book, you know what I'm talking about, and you'll see what I'm saying. And uh, for I've twisted in your word, do not remove from my mouth the word that is true to the utmost. See how it says it a little bit different? Do not remove from my mouth. Don't let me err from my speaking the word that is true to the utmost. Because for your ordinances, I have yearned. Now, that word ordinances there, just like we talked about with salvation, is the Hebrew word. uh, The root word there is the Hebrew word mishpat. Mishpat is the Hebrew word that speaks of judgments. And so when we look at that, we're looking at the judgments of the word of the Lord itself. Don't let me err from the judgments of, of what you have said in your word. Now, what do, what does that mean? See, to me, mishpat is something that, yes, a judge can do, and there's a judgment that's passed. But there's something even deeper than that, because as Father began to take me through this, I began to see Wait a minute, does not your scripture say that if I judge myself that I will not be judged? As a son, a king, an heir and a priest, I can look inwardly. My judgments aren't necessarily external. They can be in some cases as the voice of the Lord and as the word of the Lord speaks. But I can always stand and will always stand as a judge against those things on the inside of me. Does that make sense? In other words, first judgment first begins with the house. I'm the house of, of, of almighty Yahweh. I am his house. So judgments begin first with the house. I know Mary, when we were talking, it reminds me of the, the, what we were talking about in class on, on Monday. And I can't remember that word that we, that you used, uh, What turn, to, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but to
1: turn when uh, to turn turned
0: to yeah yeah. He was thought, We were talking about Cain and and Abel, and uh, uh, the and it was specifically talking about uh, Cain specifically, and how the father didn't receive the uh, the 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 offering that that Cain had brought, when really before that there had been no specific word that said you these are the things that you need to bring matter of fact i I used to think that and that's well so on monday night when we were talking in the school of living letters it 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 brought up another aspect i was like hmm, okay but when we looked at the hebrew word there of of taat was that right when we
1: looked i think s-a-a-t S-A-A-T, Sa'at. So it was Shin mean, A'in Tav. Shin A'in Tav. Shin A'in Tav, okay. No T, no T at the Shin A'in, hey,
0: Sha'a. Sha'a. okay, thank you, thank you. Sha'a. sorry. I didn't write that down, and I need to. Will you send that to me? Because I don't want to forget this. <laughs> I really don't. And uh, But Monday night in class was really, really good. For those of you that uh, would like... We do uh, the school of the living letters, and uh, we uh, we we go deeper into the living letters than what even what we're doing right now. Uh, this is a, a beautiful expression of it as we go through Psalm 119. But there's so much more. Uh, and uh, Monday night's class was absolutely uh, out of this world. But it's the the Hebrew letters that make up Sha'ah were Shin, Ayin, and Hey. And, and, and so as we were talking about this, Father began to open up uh, another aspect of that. Even though the, the, the Father never specified what offering needed to be brought, remember that, that the Father doesn't look at the things that we do. He looks at the intent of our hearts and when i began to see as as i saw that it hit me like a like a ton of bricks i was like yes this is what the father was saying because when he was looking at cain he said to cain that shaa the action shin is an action letter to me and you'd have to be a part of our class but shin is kind of like an it means fire and tooth but it also means action so the action of what you see inside of yourself will be will will frame what it is that that you're wanting to see here on the earth. And so what father was saying to Cain when he when he looked at that, I love Ayin because Ayin, now this is a little deep. I hope you guys are good. And Heather, I know I know you're new and I, I don't normally go quite this deep. So if you have some questions and others of you that that are that are in here, if you have questions then bring them up at the at the end, and we'll we'll talk about them so that uh, we can get a little bit more deep. And but Father has been taking us deep in this class, and uh, but the living letter Ayin is made up of a Nun, and one of the ways you can see it is as a Zayin, and Zayin means sword, Nun means son, son king Aaron priest. So the Nun is opened up where the sword if the lord if you will cuts open the belly to see what's inside and and so what father was asking Cain to do was to look on the inside take the word of him bringing an offering before him and uh, before the lord and look on the inside of him in other words he was asking Cain are you is 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 this the intent of your heart? Is this what you feel like you needed to give? In other words, Cain Cain was bringing an offering, yes, but the intent of his heart was not in the right place. And Father was asking him, what is the intent of your heart? Why are you doing this? Because right after that, what does he say, Mary? Doesn't he say that because sin is crouching at your door and it's ready to take you away, you see what I'm saying? So the, the father was saying, hey, uh, look at the intent of your heart and and, and see what's, what's going on here. Well, he became offended. And then you guys know the rest of the story with regards to Cain and Abel, because the father didn't receive the offering of Cain. He went and killed his brother. And so. I want to move on from that, but you can see what I'm talking about where in this place of of where I was at, the, the yearning for your ordinances, he's speaking of this place of, Father, I want to do your will. And so when I look at the the commands of the Father, that's what I begin to think about. Not I have to do them, nor am I bound by them, but I want to do them. There are mysteries hidden inside of those. There are ancient paths and ancient mysteries hidden inside of those. And I want to see what those are. Why? I will safeguard your Torah constantly forever and ever. And to be honest with you, this was the key of where I wanted to to be at. Well, the the place where Father really began to speak to me uh, today about this. Because in verse 44, it says, uh, so shall I keep your law continually, forever and ever? And the 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 law that he's talking about is the Hebrew word mitzvot. Now, mitzvot is uh, is a Hebrew word that that you may have heard before. You may not have mitzvah or mitzvah is is uh, the the completion of of a of a Hebrew law, if you will, like. One of the laws that, that that the law speaks about is giving alms to the poor. All right. So if you see someone who's who's in need and you determine that there is a true need and and it's not because of, you know, you get there's there's a there's an understanding to even approaching and giving to the poor. I remember one time huh, giving to somebody I was I was literally I was down to. 8 cents that was inside of the pocket inside of the my ashtray because i didn't use the ashtray it was in the ashtray of my car and and uh that was all i had i i had barely enough gas that i thought that i could make it home and i was still about another 15 or 20 miles away from home and i pulled off off, off the interstate to to do something and and as i did there was this man that was sitting over there that was, was asking for, for money. And I heard the word of the Lord to, to stop and to, to give it to him. So I, I, he, we came up to that place and I handed him the, the only thing that I had, it was all that I had kind of like the widow's might, if you will, that was the last eight cents that I had. And I handed it to him. He opened up his hand and looked at it, looked at me and threw it back at me. He threw it back at me. And I know you're like, well, well, then did, are you sure you really heard from the Lord then? Well, yeah, because it taught me a lot. <laughs> I did hear from that was that was a place where where the father was teaching me to listen even closer to his word as far as as and some people may not receive that. You see, I did what the Lord told me to. So I did what was right. But their choices to receiving it was a whole other ballgame, and he chose not to receive that. Now, because I was bringing the widow's might to him and giving, because I, I, I my heart was was reaching out and and to that person, then I was offering them this place that was that eight cents could have multiplied itself considerably in their hands because it was a word of the Lord. But they chose not to. They saw it as little or nothing and said. I don't want it. You do you take it back. 8 cents? No. That's not worth my time or a while. Hmm. Kind of gave me an idea into the into the background of that particular person, but I'm not going to judge them. I don't know I know what the Lord taught me and that's good enough for me. You see what I'm saying? And so I have yearned for your ordinance and I will safeguard your Torah constantly. I will take that meets vote. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is that that the Hebrew root word of mitzvot or mitzvah is the Hebrew word zav. And that Hebrew word zav there literally means to connect. Now, remember that the living letter vav also speaks of the heaven and earth connection. So you see, in this place of looking at the, the mitzvah, the the mitzvot, mitzvot is plural. That means the the multiplicity of the of the mitzvah. Uh, in that place, we are connecting to the Father. Now, don't think, please, don't think that I'm speaking about this place where I want us to go back to the law. Okay, that's not the heart behind this. But I'm what I'm saying is this. That the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord is true. It is yes and amen. And there are so much mysteries hidden inside of those those words, inside of the, the place where the, the father says to do these things. Why is he saying to do these things? Well, did not Yeshua say, I only do what I see my father do, right? Did he not say that? Well, how do I do what I see the father do? If I want to be just like my, my brother, my big brother, Yeshua, how do I do what I see the father do? Well, I see it because his word begins to speak and I can connect to him and he can show me through these places. Yes, I can go give to the to the poor, not because I have to, but because I want to because I I see the value in my brother or my sister. I see the value of, of each and I and I if you can go there, if you can go there. I remember one day just let me let me express it this way um, because I remember one day father began just to tell me, that, that in the place where he gave each one of us a measure of faith. I love that, that term there in the sense where he gave us a measure of faith. Because what he did is he gave us a measure of the light of himself to each and every one of us. And so in each and every one of us is a place where the Father has shed his light. And he's given us a portion of that light inside of us. Without that measure of faith, without that light, we would never know to be able to want or yearn for a God, to know that there's more than just our living. Because we would be empty vessels with with no understanding that we could even think of being filled. We would just be plain and simply empty vessels. But because he gave us a portion of his light, he's given us a portion that it causes us to yearn for him and and so in that yearning sometimes especially it was year as as we're younger the, that yearning appears to be that place of us yearning for the flesh food water drink you know uh those sort of things in order to satisfy the the needs of the body to do what it needs to do but as we begin to grow and we begin to and to mature we begin to realize that food and water are not everything there's more and so we begin to look for this, the, the, the more that the Father has placed inside of us. And so we we sometimes begin to fill it with other things, with the lusts of the flesh and so on. But there's a point, there's a time when we become so desperate. We we look back at our lives and we say, you know what? None of this has worked. None of those things are are are, are the they're, they're not it. I know they are not it. There, there has to be something more. And then the father begins to reveal himself to us. Yeshua comes to us and he begins to reveal himself to us. He says, I am that light. I am the one that you've been yearning for. And we become so desperate for the filling of of him that we receive him into ourselves. And as we do, we begin to realize there is more. And just like the woman at the well we no longer thirst. Why? Because we've come to the well that that where we drink of the water of him and we'll never thirst again, Meta, you know, in the sense where he is He is providing all that we need. I love that because one of the names of father is El Shaddai, the mini-breasted one. In other words, the place where we can go when we need to be fed, not only in the physical, but also from the spiritual aspect that we can be full of our father. We can take in the nutrients from his word. We can take in the 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 all the aspects of who he is and we can become those things. Why? Because we've yearned for him. And so you see, we have a responsibility in that place. We have a part where where we walk through and and we choose to do these things. So so don't think that I'm trying to, to return to the law. That's not that's not my intention here but the father has shown me that man, i want to father i yearn for your mitzvot i yearn for your for your those things that you tell me and i will safeguard your torah i will safeguard your word forever and ever i love that because that forever and ever is la olam vaed la olam vaed olam is the hebrew word that that can mean world but it can also mean forever or eternity and and it speaks of 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 something that is beyond funny enough one of the one of the ways that father gave me to explain olam was beyond the vanishing point so it's kind of like sitting on a beach and looking out over the horizon and as i look out over the horizon there's a place where the horizon disappears And because of the the roundness of the world. And so if I get in a boat, though, and I begin to move in that direction, that horizon begins to change. And I begin to see more and more and more that's there that was hidden to me before. Why? Because I'm moving in a direction. So stop to think about that just a minute. And it required me to be able to get into a boat to see that more and more. I chose to do that, to see the depths of the Father. I don't know, for me, for a long time, all I did was stand at the beach and and look out to the distance that I could see and and, and say, Father, come to me. And and I, I kept hearing this voice that kept saying, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. Come towards me. This is something that you, I want you to do. Why? I want you to love me. I want you. It's kind of like being in a relationship. You know, if you're in a relationship where you love someone so much that would you you would give your entire life for. But when you look into their eyes. They could give a. They could give a mess as to whether or not the, the, that they were with you. I heard, a, I heard somebody speaking the other day and it was a rabbi that was talking about uh, marriage. I think the guy I think the the rabbi is uh, Rev Shlomo and or Shlomo is the Hebrew word for Solomon. so it was Rabbi Solomon, not Solomon in the scripture this is this is his name. but uh Rev Shlomo said he would he would sit a couple before before him and the, and and the, there would uh, there would always be one question that he would ask before he would begin to even uh, counsel them on the preparation of marriage. and he would look at the husband and he would say, could you live without your wife? And he would look at the wife and ask, could you live without your without this man? Man, could you live without this woman? Woman, could you live without this man? If they did not answer that I cannot live without her, or I cannot live without him, he would never marry him. They first had to recognize that I could not live without him, or I could not live without her. How much more so? with our father. I cannot live without him. And so in that place, I'm drawn to that place of getting in the boat and going out because I want to see the depths. I want to go more. I want to allow my love in as, in as much as my love can be expressed. I want my love to be expressed to the father in my limited human way right now. To do to, to love him with all my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. Right. And in that place, he takes me to the place of that Laolam, that that to the van, to the vanishing point and beyond. Now I love the next word because it says and ever. Uh, in English, it does it loses its translation because in, in Hebrew it's va'ed. Ed is the Hebrew word that speaks of witness. It speaks of testimony. So in other words, he's saying, I will take you to the place of Olam and then witness it together with you. And then take you a little bit further and witness it together with you. And then take you a little bit deeper and witness it together with you. Does that make sense? This is what, this is what his word is doing. Yes, even his mitzvot, even the law, it's taking us out to the place of the depth of the father. And he's saying, I will witness this together with you and take you even a little bit deeper. And I will walk. Oh, and I will walk in broad pathways. Now that word broad pathways there is, is, is actually translated in, uh, in, in the Hebrew as liberty. And he says, I will take you to the place where you, you are, you have the liberty. You have the liberty to walk around in me. I love that because I think every time I hear that word liberty, I think about Romans chapter eight, that, that he has brought us into the place of the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And we walk in the place of his glorious liberty. And so it's, it's, it's the broad pathway of walking in him and 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 being safe in that place. For I have sought your precepts, I will speak of your testimonies, your word before kings. Your precepts, uh that word precepts there I believe is Psalm 45. Yeah, it's the
1: Oh, there it is. Um,
0: it's the Hebrew word, fikud. Fikud. And, and it literally means a mandate. All right, so an appointed time or a mandate. And, and uh, I love that because I, I know one of the words that Apostle Aaron uses all the time is that it, he, he doesn't like using the word deadline. He likes to use the word mandate. And so a precept is that place where the father has said, I've given you something that you need to do, and I want you to accomplish it. And it becomes a mandate. Well, in in the scripture, that's what it's talking about when it says about the precepts. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, and I will not be ashamed. I will be preoccupied with your commandments that I love. See, right back to that that I was talking about just a moment ago. And I will lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love. And I will discuss your statutes. Now, one of the things that I've seen as a repetition in here, and, and I've been trying to bring each one of them out as we go along, um, like we've talked about uh, uh, testimonies or witnesses with the, uh, the va'ed. We, we've talked a little bit about today about the mishpat, the judgments, uh, we've also talked about the mitzvot or the law or the ordinances. And so there's a lot of this talking about as we go through this, this living letter Vav is going to connect to the rest of these living letters as we go through Psalm 119. And so uh, I thank you, Father, that you are showing us in this path of where we are right now. Father, that that you are, you are showing this place that we can connect into your law. We don't have to be afraid of the law. We don't have to to be in this place where we think, well, the law is something that 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 is passed away. Well, it was a foundation. It's not something that has passed away. Yes, Yeshua, you fulfilled the righteous requirements of the law. Yes, thank you, Yeshua, that you in that in that doing so, when we accept you, we have fulfilled. As we accept you into our hearts, we have fulfilled the righteous requirement of that law as being in you, and in but in that place, your law is still the expression of your testimonies, your witnesses. This place where the like mitzvot, the 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 root word of zav, meaning to connect, Father, we connect in with you. And we find a deeper aspect. You see, the, the one thing about this class that I see that that Father has been taking us along in is that, that he's teaching us, he's drawing us to this place where we make the choice to move towards him. And we say, Father, we want to connect with you. We don't want to go by the way that we've always seen things and the way that we've always heard things. We don't want to be stuck to those things any longer because they've left nothing but questions over and over and over again. But, Father, in that place where we walk out on faith, holding on to trust and confidence, Father, you take us out into the wisdom and the depth of who you are. And in that place of wisdom, Father, we find that place of the connection of your love inside of us. Father, we see that we can trust in you. We can walk in this place where we're confident no matter what's going on in the world. No matter what's happening in the world, it's irrelevant. Why? Because we know that you have provided a place. We know that in you we are protected. We are under the shadow of your wings. He who sits, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the B'tzal of the Almighty. And we are in that place of your b'tzal, your your shadow. We've been protected. And in that place is the, the place of liberty, in the place where we walk in you. And Father, thank you that we don't have to do this alone, that we do this together, that as we come together as yachad, as, in, as being in unity and, and together, we, we walk hand in hand and we walk side by side. And we 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 encourage one another, we walk with one another. We when one cries, we all cry. When one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. So, Father, I thank you that that in this place, Father, you're teaching us this depth. You're teaching in this place where where we can look. And yeah, it just like out in the middle of the bridge, out of the middle of this right over the top of that deep gorge that's below us. If I choose to look through my natural eyes, I can once again become afraid because I can look at the wind and feel the wind that's blowing. I can feel the movement of the, of the bridge as it's being tossed around in the, in, the, in the wind. I can look down at the gorge and, and I, can, I can see the depth or see what appears to be a depth because there's the mist down there that I can't really tell what the dip depth is. But when I do that, I realize that what I have done is I've taken my eyes off of you. So, Father, I lift up my eyes where comes my salvation, and I will look to you. And in that place, as I look to you, my faith once again arises. I realize that I'm holding on to trust. I look at where I am right now. And I know that you've taken me safely out this far. I grab a hold of confidence and I say, Father, I know that I can be confident in my next step. Even though I've just looked aside for just a moment. I want to look at you because in this place, I walk together in this place of your faith and in trust and in confidence in you. So, Father, thank you for allowing us to see that place of responsibility that we have as we walk towards you. Father, we thank you that you have given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness and everything that we need. But, Father, we must appropriate them. Just like the gentleman. I don't want to be like the gentleman when I handed him all that I had, all that was left, all that I had and look at it and see it as little or nothing and throw it back at you. Father, I never want to be like that. I want to look at what you've given me and look at that eight cents and realize it's not just eight cents. It could be eight billion billion, eight, you know, it doesn't even have to be money. You know, I hate, I almost hate bringing things down to this place of it, always referencing the place of money. But that eight cents could be a revelation of the depth of, of, of who you are in me and who I am in you. And those that eight cents can become
1: priceless.
0: It can become priceless. So, Father, I look at your word. And I and I thank you that you've given me your word because your word is priceless. Your meets votes are priceless. They connect me to you.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word today. In the name of Yeshua. Blessings and shalom to those on the video.